Osiris. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hello. First, hello. Oh, no, it's, it's the, I was going to say it's the first pot of 2023, but it's not because we were here on it's not New the Year's first Day. Pod of 2023. The first Goose 2023 day after show pod. So that's exciting. Hello, everybody. Uh, hello. We're here with very special guest, um, finally getting her on the pod, Micah Atkind. Hello. Hi, Micah. Thanks for being here today. We're, we're very excited. Uh, you know, unfortunately, your parents couldn't make it, so you're the next best thing. Yeah, they're ziplining because they're significantly more fun than I am. They they are fun. Can't can't dispute that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun show in Mexico last night. You know, unfortunately, we were webcasting and not on the beach. But it looked like it looked like fun. You guys have a good time webcasting. I enjoyed the webcast. How about you, Micah? What, what do you think? About I thoroughly that? enjoyed the webcast. Because I was on my couch, and then I could go to bed when I wanted. That's the the Micah Atkins specialty, going to bed when you want. <laughs> well, um, obviously, unfortunately, can't talk about getting into the venue and whatnot because we don't have a firsthand account. But we can talk about the music. Um, we can talk about Goose 2023, starting off with one of the best songs of 2022. Nice pairing of Hunger Sight, Western Sun uh, to open. Micah, what did, what did you think of this opening? But it was beautiful. I'm gonna be honest. I was much more focused on my ice cream than I was on the show quality. But um, it was lovely. I love love a hunger site. It's good and solid jam on this one too. It was. This one did have a pretty pretty nice jam. And when we were listening to it, I think we were all a little bit excited because we thought it was gonna go some crazy places. But it did have like a hard stop. Uh, yeah, which was unfortunate, but man, I Hunger Sight opener is awesome, and it might be my new favorite opener other than Switch It, but uh, I'm calling more Hunger Sight openers from here on out because that was killer. It was really good. Yeah, we had we had a bunch of them last year. You know, another good one would be Hunger Sight Inside Out from Rally. Um, you know, um, Red Rocks open with Hunger Sight as well. 
so yeah, definitely, definitely a great way to set the tone for a really strong show for sure. Um, and then we get Cali magic, which, you know, beach vibe, totally missed that in my fantasy picks yesterday that they have, there's a lyric in that song that mentions beach. So it was obvious. I, I went for the creatures pick instead, which ended up not, not paying off there. Um, but Cali magic, Rockdale, silver rising pancakes, Solid stuff here. Um, Rockdale had a had a little bit of an atypical jam, I think. Um, the the unfortunate thing uh, that you know was noticed last night was you know so they obviously didn't schlep all of their gear to Mexico for one night, uh, and they backlined everything. So if people were confused why Peter's keyboards looked a little bit different or some of the amps or drums, what have you, um, I did find out though that the gong that Jeff had last night is his gong. He brought his gong to Mexico. He did not backline the gong. So, Thank God for that. Yes, very important. Neil's repping. Um, uh, but yeah, Peter, so Peter, wait, wait, wait. I have a question yes. here. Did, did you ask the obvious follow-up question when you were talking about this, which is, how the hell did you get a gong to Mexico? Like, I, is this like a carry-on? You just put I wanted to. I, I was like, was like, wow, oversized baggage. Like. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I guess you put some stuff under the plane. Like, I assume they travel with their pedals and their guitars. Can you and stuff, carry? But... Can you carry on a gong, Neil? I, I'm not the guy to ask that question because clearly like someone the, found a way. The like proportions don't fit in an overhead bin. Yeah, I, I like his mini gong would probably be fine, but the the full size one, I think that's like a check bag. I wonder if he has like a special travel case for the gong, probably, uh, but like a, an airplane safe gong case. I mean, because th this this is actually like a pretty funny thing to dive into because how many <laughs> people on Earth travel with a gong? I, I can't also imagine there are many people. Like if something accidentally hits it when it's in cargo and like that's got to freak some people out if you just like. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if it was like suspended from somewhere so the sound could ring, but I feel like if it's lying down and you hit it, it'll just be like a dull thump. This is amazing. It's, it's nice to imagine, though. This. Yeah, no, it, it's nice to it's it's nice to imagine. Oh, we've we've got Gong Gang uh, representative. Oh, Austin's here. Austin uh, in the chat. It's it, it is an important question. Um, we do know Austin. If you have any intel on traveling with a gong or or tips for any fellow gang members who are interested in traveling with a gong, uh, let us know. Yeah, we we definitely need to dive into this uh, and. <laughs> Nice to have Austin Gamby, CEO of uh, Gong Gang LLC, uh, here with us. So that's uh, that's exciting. That's good. <laughs> it is. Um, so anyway, back back to my original point before we went on our, our Gong tangent. Um, they backlined all their gear, which means Peter had a different clav. Um, you know, unfortunately, not every clav has the same incredible tone that his does. Um, you know, he was still running a similar combination with an amp, I believe. So. Some of it was there, but it was missing a little bit of his bite, uh, which was especially notable to me on Rockdale. Um, but Rockdale was still great. Um, interesting jam for sure. Um, and then, you know, great peak. I think at this point they're still they're playing some hits. They're easing in the, the playing in the sand crowd. You know, this is another big gig for them where a large portion of the crowd isn't there to see Goose. Um, but, you know, unlike a festival, um, where they could go see other bands there you're either you're at the resort right so you're either going to sit in your room and not go to a show that night or you're going to go see goose whether you're skeptical or not and i feel like it's hard not to 
in, in that situation? Like, are you going to sit in your hotel room or are you going to go see the show that you're you know, paying a lot of money to go see? <laughs> Even I wouldn't just sit in my hotel room. That says a wow. lot. Wow. That, that does say a lot. My, Micah is harder to get out of her hotel room than a lot of old deadheads. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, had I gone to Mexico, it would have been hard to get me to the Dead & Company sets. <laughs> I don't know. That's unnecessary I, trash talk. That, um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we get Silver Rising. You know, obviously, looking back again, another obvious pick, um, you know, looking at that. Great song, Under Under the Moon. I don't know if what kind of state the moon is in right now, whether it was visible or not last night. Um, but great song. Um, it, it was good. Uh, you know, more, just very, very festival set feeling, but in a good way, you know? Yeah, I had a feeling this was coming, this kind of a set where they're just going to kind of reel off all of the hits. I kind of was expecting like a little bit more jamming mm-hmm. in the show. And I, I think that's like the, the one kind of thing I'm thinking about when I like am, am looking back at this show is like, and I wish they jammed a couple things out because it felt like the energy was there, but they just didn't do it. You know, like I, I think hunger sight sounded like it was going to go far and it sounded like it was going to be really good. Rockdale also sounded like it was going to be really good. That was mm-hmm. killer. That Rockdale just short. Uh, I don't know what like timings are and stuff because I haven't gone back and listened to it on nugs, but that's what I was thinking about last night. And then yeah, it's silver rising. Should have seen that one coming. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna do the the hits for for that crowd, and and they certainly did. Bangers only. Rock and then not on longer. I would not have been mad. Ooh, okay. I I I, I never. I always forget whether you like really like long jams or not. That's. <laughs> it depends. It depends. That's fair. And then, and then we get pancakes. Awesome. And then last song before the big sit-in, uh, we get Pancakes, um, which always fantastic. You know, we're getting into this kind of formula for like a shorter Pancakes jam, this like very aggressive piano jam from Peter. Um, but th- this was great. Again, nice and short, nice and concise, and they hit a great peak and great transition back into the end of the song, but short. That's the theme of the night, right? Yeah is it's short and if we're talking about this show we're talking mostly about the second set and then the thing we're going to talk about next the well, elephant the thing we're going to talk about next um yeah you know what a year ago you know you know t- tell tell us like okay a year from now goose will have played an entire tour with trey and also you know bobby's gonna sit in wouldn't believe Some, it. I, I mean, I, I I figured they were a couple of years away from it, maybe, or you know, that it's just crazy to think about. Um, but playing with Bobby last night, you know, they were all clearly so you know excited and happy to be on sharing the stage with him. Um, really, really cool. I'm I'm hoping, um, you know, we see some more collaborations over the next two nights with Dead and Co, which would be really cool at drums, at the very least, maybe. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that like, you know, because I already asked. I you know nothing. I literally know nothing. Know yeah. <laughs> Micah finds out at the same time we do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great. Um, it, it was funny that Peter, you know, invited Bobby on stage and then promptly left <laughs> for, um, I was, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised to see him walk off stage. Like, I, I didn't think it was going to be like a duet thing. I kind of assumed Peter would stay and play some guitar as well. Which he didn't um, do at all last night. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Well, maybe maybe there's a reason for that, actually. Maybe his guitar didn't make it or something happened in transit. He had that's it. actually a he, good question. He it, used it was it, on stage? He used it in, in like the, at the beginning of Tomorrow Never Knows, I think. And that was, that was the only time he picked up the guitar all night, which was so interesting to me because Two Guitar Goose is such an incredible highlight of the band. Um, and, you know, also, again, fans of a band like The Dead, which is much more guitar two guitar centric than keyboard centric. Um, but it, it's, it's an interesting choice uh, for him, but Peggy O was really nice. Uh, you know, Rick and Bobby trading vocals and nice solo. Really nice. Uh, really enjoyed that. Yeah. This is, this sit in is as actually really interesting to, to think about because goose does play grateful dead songs mm -hmm. and they have always played grateful dead songs. And yeah, I mean, you just you, you have to assume they were really stoked about this one. I don't know how many more opportunities there are for these guys to, or anyone for that matter, to sit in with Bobby um, or anybody from the Grateful Dead. So this one is pretty cool. And I'm, I'm stoked about the, the song that they chose too, because Peggy O is just amazing. And Rick does such an amazing job with that song always. Mm -hmm. I mean, first one, you know, first, first one was February. First. Peggy O since February? Yeah. yeah. Really? Has it been yeah, he's, that done long? It with, he's done it with a Raybolo, but the last time they played it was Louisville. Well, uh, there you go. You got the facts. Uh, but yeah, man, you know how I feel about Rick singing Jerry's songs. It's just so good and killer. And I'm glad that they chose to do that one. Um, yeah, I need to go back and listen to that because I didn't pick that up on the, the stream, but it seemed like the crowd was really, I do remember the crowd being incredibly loud when Bobby came out yeah, that, that seemed to wake everybody up and get everybody into the, into the thing. Mm -hmm. what, what did you think of the Peggy O Micah? It's just like, I don't know. It's very cool. Um, I was actually talking with Amy Rick's sister yesterday and like the whole thing is still bizarre to both of us. Um, it was lovely. I loved it. Do you have a goose siblings group chat? We do not. There is a goose mom's group chat though. Yes. I, I know of that existence. Uh, it's Mother Goose. Sure. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not know that existed. That's it's incredible. very cute. They got drinks before Goosemas all together. It's very nice. Has Brian been pulled into the Rich and June group chat yet? Does this exist yet? He is, is that, not. I know the adoption is coming. Well, I, I, I've been told when messaging with Rich, um, if certain... Um, terms of endearment are used it's actually june um i was informed that rich doesn't use specific words i can't remember ex what exactly what it was off the top of my head but we love rich and june we love rich and june <laughs> always almost there loves rich and june anyway next song the rest of the band comes back out uh they do tomorrow never knows i i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about this cover you know i kind of forgot that the, the dead even played it um but th this was actually cool thinking back on on the jam it was it was it was a cool vibe you know I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of bobby's guitar tone uh in the world but it was cool they you know obviously they seem to really be enjoying themselves and the one thing that the slower tempo that bobby puts them into does is creates a lot of space 
right? There, there's a lot of room to do a lot of different textures and things um, that, you know, when you're going ahead really fast, you don't always have. So I think it's also a cool experience for Goose to, you know, kind of be slowed down at that tempo and play something like this. This is the one they do with everybody, I guess, right? So like yeah. every every big sit-in, like I don't know who's coming next, like what, what the next big sit-in is. But, but they're going to play tomorrow they're, never knows. They're, they're going to play tomorrow <laughs> never knows. Like that's that's the one that they do. You know, when they get Justin Vernon on stage, finally, they're like, they're going to be doing tomorrow never knows. Um, or maybe like, I don't know, Jim James or something. Uh, <laughs> let, let's hope both of those things happen in 2023. How about that? Manifest. Yeah, let's do it. But uh, yeah, this one was rough. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It, it 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 sounded pretty rough. It this was not rehearsed with Bobby, so there was like Goose doing the song just how they know how to do it, and then there was just Bobby like and like who knows what he was hearing, what he was doing, what he was doing. But well, they did it. it was... They did it differently than they they usually do it. You know, like coming out of coming out of Yeti when the, when they'll do that, they don't do it at this slow of a tempo, right? So they they did they did change the arrangement a little bit. Yeah, I guess my point is that it. I, I think it just there was Goose playing, and then there was Bobby playing, and it definitely felt too, like two very distinct things. Um, but you know, I mean, it was good. It was cool, but it wasn't. It was so sweet. I loved it. <laughs> That's good. That's great. And yeah. then, and then, hard to handle to close the set. This was a really interesting choice. Uh, you know, instead of doing another dead tune. Um, or a goose tune they did another cover which i am all for goose playing this song more because after after hearing rick do it with phil and friends in october i was like sold on rick singing this song like he he kills it um th this was not as good as that phil and friends version um i don't think it was still still fun uh you know again they're very clearly having the time of their lives up there playing you know with bobby which is incredible absolutely incredible um but i i do wish they had done another dead song um you know at least at some point in the show even without bobby um but it was fun this was a 413 show bust out for goose uh last played july 14th 2017 so the first time that they've played it with peter and the band and jeff that's uh I don't know. I don't know if you can call covers a bust out. We were talking about this last night, but that is it's a long a, time a to go out. without playing. They haven't played a song. in 413 shows. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but has it ever really been a regular part of their catalog? Like, I don't. I... That does it doesn't matter. It, it's still bust out if it, it was last yeah, played 400 shows ago. I guess. I mean, it's a cool choice. I mean, yeah. I, I can think of like a whole ton of dead songs I would have loved to have heard, but this one was like a nice surprise and it was pretty cool. Micah, hard to handle. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. And then and then you stayed awake through set break. I did. I did. I was debating going to bed, but I powered through like a song and a half of second set. That's that's impressive. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Micah is famous for going to bed at set break or before the show even starts. Making it through an entire webcast is like a once a tour, if that. <laughs> So, so second set opens up with Animal and Don't Do It. You know, felt like interesting picks for the beginning of a second set for sure. You know, Animal had a little bit of an extended uh, middle section as it's been doing lately. Um, 
and don't do it is always fun. You know, great cover. Goose sounds so good covering the band. And so at this point, you know, we were talking in our group chat. We were wondering if it's going to be just another like kind of festy jukeboxy set. Um, and then they rip out Thatch. And this is when it went from like, okay, we're hanging out on a beach and we're playing a fun show to like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fuck some shit up here. Um, <laughs> like, you know, it's awesome that it's, it's very evident that the band loves Thatch as much as we do. Um, like, th- this song is just so incredible every time. And you could tell as they built, like, you know, as, as Rick was just shredding the solo in it, like, they were all just loving it, loving it. And the, and the crowd seemed to be really into the Thatch as well. Megan, what are your opinions on Thatch? Yes, tell us. Yeah, we're dying to know. This is the whole reason we had you on. We, want, we wanted you to come on and talk about Thatch. We want thatch. Micah's Thatch opinions. I honestly have not listened to very many Thatches. I'm a fan, generally speaking, but um, I haven't listened to so much recently. Well, I am excited about this song. And like every time, well, we, I mean, I sound like a broken record because I say this every time we talk about this, but every time they play it, it sounds better than the last time that they played it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it just, it crushes like, you know, the last two versions I absolutely loved. The first time they played it, I was like, yeah, I wonder about this song. And like now it's like, when I go to a show, this is the I would best like song. <laughs> I, I would like Thatch to be in that set. Yeah. Um, and and what I want even more than that is a twenty plus minute version of Thatch where it just absolutely goes off the rails and it's just like a full on like funk explosion for you know like twenty twenty five minutes and yes, that Brian. is going to be killer when it happens. Yeah. Brian, would you rather get Thatch or Moby? I mean, so I've now seen both. Um, and I, I don't know. Either one. Give me either one. I, I can't choose between like two favorite children. I'm not I'm not your dad. Like, you know, I, I can't <laughs> I'm the least favorite child. It's fine. <laughs> um I would I would choose Thatch over Moby. I mean Moby's cool and I think some of the shine has worn off of Moby for me now, but <laughs> I was really, really stoked on it like a year ago. And like, no, well, I mean, it's good. Like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But there isn't much more than a couple minutes of Moby. But when you get Thatch, you're getting... It's true. This is a good point. Thatch, That's the point I was Thatch just making. Longer. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you get more goodness with Thatch. But Moby right. is is pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Mike, I'm taking a good question. Thank you for that. And then, And then we get, you know undisputed jam of the year 2023 right uh right here this old c comes out you know i I was very happy to hear this you know after the raging thatch you know i felt like the time was right for us to get some uh good improv in and and they did it you know nice and concise i think it was around 15 minutes or so um but this jam was great picked up ahead of steam really quickly and then got into they were were jamming on hollywood nights for a couple of minutes uh towards the end which was pretty fun um, Micah, they did that. Can you believe it? Can't believe it. Amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy how they found Hollywood Nights in that jam. Like, it didn't sound to me like they went out of their way to go and do that. And it wasn't but, on a set list. Like, you know, yeah, no, they just arrived at it. And it, it, I mean, that was killer. It sounded awesome. I'm excited to go back and listen to that. I haven't listened to any of the second set yet. I actually revisited a little bit of the first set this morning, but, mm-hmm. uh, Hopefully we get some boards soon because the, uh, the sound. I hope so mix, too. I I'm itching to start my, 
I'm itching to start my 2023 playlist. You know, as soon as these boards drop, it's being created with C. <laughs> yeah, it's your a playlist of one song. There you go. Your jam of the year. You know what? That's where it started. I I think I had two songs on it after the first show of 2022. So get it done early. I encourage everybody to start your playlist now if you want to help seed next year's bracket. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll get we'll get to the bracket talk once we make it through the yeah, rest of the show. This will see lands nicely in Moby, as we just discussed. Uh, great. Peter took this one on piano instead of electric piano, um, which was interesting. I was hoping he would take it on electric piano so I could hear it on, you know, Rhodes instead of his usual vintage vibe. Slight difference in the sound, um, if anybody was wondering. Um, and then we get a nice, fun, hot tea to close the set. Um, you know, there, there, were, there was Tumble and Arcadia on the written set list. Um, sad we didn't get those. But they would have been killer. Yeah, nice Trevor bass yeah. solo. They, they would have been awesome, both of those. And But, like, if you didn't see Hot Tea coming at this show, like... You're they saying it wasn't written on the set, list? the set list? It was not on I the mean, set list. How are they not playing Hati at this show? Like I, I just I thought for sure it was coming. And here it is, closing the second set, which is, you know, it's a fun second set closer in the type of show that they're playing in Mexico for people who like aren't familiar with the band. I do see everything coming. Um no, I don't. I don't at all. But um You did well in fantasy. I did okay. Then the Elmeg, then the Elmeg encore was nice. Uh, they're playing this song a lot these days. You know, this and Factory Fiction have really gotten a lot of play. You know, in the last year or so, like they played it, they've now played it three times. You know, since November, which is crazy to think about. Factory Fiction too has also gotten a ton of play. So it's interesting to look at these songs that were kind of lauded as like rarities uh, and special occasion songs for a long time, getting heavier rotation. Uh, but th this jam, you know, again, short, only like 12 minutes or so. Had a nice couple of minutes of um, a synth, a synthy jam from Peter here. Um, kind of enjoyed it. It's cool. Nice way to close. I don't show. really remember much of the jam. I was on probably like my fifth uh, Jeb with Lime uh, <laughs> at this point, but ice cold Jeb. Um, but uh, definitely was drinking some tequila last night watching the show. I'm kidding. Uh, no, this was really cool. And uh, he's not for the I, record. He's not kidding about the tequila. He's, yeah, no, there was tequila last night. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Well, I mean, you had to, right? Like you're you're celebrating goose playing in Mexico. Like you have to have some tequila with with a jeb. I, a jeb, right? Yeah. So for, it, for, for those, those of you that not don't on Twitter, know, yeah. yeah, yeah, a jeb is a glass filled moderately high with tequila. And then topped off with club soda. That's it. That's a gem. And then if you add grapefruit soda, that is not a Paloma. That is a grapefruit gem. Yep. Then th those are the two cocktails. Yes. Um, yes. So, Mike, are are you are you a fan of a gem? I am a fan. I haven't been doing tequila much lately. Mm. Happens. It's a shame. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> but anyway. That's, so that, that's the show from last night. A um, couple items of housekeeping. For those of you who are not aware, it's bracket season. Um, and if you're not aware, that probably means that you're not following us on social media because we have been posting incessantly about it for uh, a little while. You don't have to do it. I was just about to ask, Micah, have you filled out your bracket? Okay, before we get there, we have a question from the chat. Micah, what's your go-to cocktail? Ooh, what's my go-to cocktail? I like when I'm out, I usually just do like 
vodka soda splash of lime um but i i like fun like fruity sorts of situations um had one a little while ago at an israeli restaurant in manhattan that had grapefruit and arak and lime it was delicious one of the best drinks i've ever had i love it what is arak arak is a liquor that's like licorice-y which i'm not a licorice fan but it like the tiny bit tasted perfect in the drink to this go on the upper west side if anyone's interested. Interesting. Take take Micah's New York recommendations. They're good. They um, are good. So, bracket season. Micah, have you filled out your bracket yet? Sure haven't. Well, good thing you still have eight and a half more hours until the deadline. The deadline to fill out your brackets for the bracket prediction challenge is tonight. At 11.59, because voting on the first round begins tomorrow at noon on Twitter at AAT GoosePod. And I am going to take this opportunity to announce our very exciting prizes for the Bracket Prediction Challenge. Micah, this may incentivize you to to fill one out. I don't know. So third place uh, for the Bracket Prediction Challenge will get um, an official goose pin. Yes. An official goose pin, one of the many pins that they have created over the last few years. An official goose pin plus some assorted jive goose slaps, of which there are many lovely ones. Second place will receive an always almost there t-shirt and a goose pin. And first place, the grand prize winner, Neil, in addition to the pin, would you like to explain what the grand prize is going to be? Well, see, like, I don't want to talk about it in words before, like, unveiling it, you know? That's fair. Because, like, I feel like it might downplay, but... Okay, so should we just let's say... Let's talk about it generally. Can we, it, yes, can we talk, about talk, it generally? talk about it generally. So, for, for the first year ever, and I, I think this is a thing that we're going to do going forward. 100%. There is going to be an Always Almost There, Goose Podcast, uh, Bracket Challenge Championship Trophy, um, and... It's you know, unlike I don't anything you've ever up. seen. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. It's it's fucking awesome. Like, let's just <laughs> get it out there. Um, but I'm not ready to show it to everybody just yet uh, because it is being constructed by the finest craftsmen yeah. in, in all of the, the trophy-building universe. Uh, but where do you see this thing? Everybody's going to love it. it it's going to be absolutely spectacular. It is not a glizzy. That is the question. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. Glizzy. So... Look for an announcement about that later in the tournament. But if you want to win that very highly lauded prize, Micah. Um, <laughs> I don't have room for anything else in my apartment. <laughs> um, what if what if Michael wins it? So that, that is the other question. It's going into storage at his parents. <laughs> <laughs> has he filled out his bracket yet? Actually, this is an important question. I think, I think he, he, I think he has. He's, my, Michael's very diligent. Um, about things, at least one of you. I haven't filled mine out yet. I am well, not very but, diligent. But about you these have things. until eleven fifty nine tonight. You got plenty of time. Get in the running he's, for a very special. He's diligent trophy. about his bracket. I'm diligent about cleaning the apartment. So there we go. Everyone has their strengths. His happened to be more useful. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, so voting begins tomorrow. Uh, we are very very excited. Um, we're very very excited about this bracket you know we've been we've been working hard um 
you guys have been working hard filling out your brackets. A lot of a lot of very tough matchups. Um, and we're excited to see how it all plays out over the next couple of months. If anyone wasn't aware, it will be ending just in time for the cap run in March. So this should tide you over two jams a day uh, for the next little while. It's going to be Four fun. jams a day. Four jams a day for the first the, round. Yes, that's true. We yes, will be doing two matchups. first 16 days. Yes, the first 16 You're gonna days. You're going to get and we will, four jams. We look for um, a couple of lives, always almost there, lives happening in between now and the end of the bracket. We'll be doing some mid-bracket commentary talking about the results. Ooh. We get excited. Micah, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, Thanks for having pleasure. me, guys. Finally. Yes. Can't yeah, wait to have we you finally back. did it. We finally yeah. did it. We've been talking about this for so long. I, th- I don't think we talked about this on the pod, but we were talking about it beforehand. This mm-hmm. is something we've talked about for a really long time. And, and in fact, we've been talking about it so much that we were like, th- when we have Mike on, it's got to be a really special episode. Like we were talking about like, let's just do shots of tequila for the whole episode. Yeah. But, like, thankfully, to make this episode special, Goose went out of their way to find a special guest like Bob Weir. Uh, to be on and like here we are so we have this like really special episode with Micah we finally did it uh, we're going to do it again hopefully yes um, Schedule. And, well we are going to do it again soon. we are going to do it again Sport, we- for anyone who really likes to know news well in advance about special guests for our spring tour day after show um, Micah and Michael will be making an appearance um, for one of the nights of Philly TBD so yeah hey well now that we have this is going to be one of our last podcasts for a while we should talk about this but yes we should we're going to these shows any show any show and you want to be on yeah always almost there to talk about the show just reach out yeah and we'll have you on yeah 100 we want anybody and everybody let us know if you're going to a show if you want to be on it's the day after three o'clock eastern we talk for a little while it's fun. Micah, is it fun? Can you endorse the fact that it's fun? It's a great time. It's a great time. No, I'm having fun. I am. <laughs> Micah's very fun. You know, and we look forward to having Rich and June on the podcast at some point. You guys got, they're going to be way better than I am. Got to work on that. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Maybe after Boston. That's it's just like dream guests right there. Rich and June. That's like up there, you know. There's like a few that I'd be really excited about, but they're probably the most excited. I would. Yeah. We'll, we'll just get the whole family. Yes, please. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Twist my arm. All right. (laughs) Atkin family, always almost their podcast coming soon. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. See you in a few weeks. Enjoy the bracket. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. 
Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.